Aaron Klein here with an important update before you listen to my podcast. I want to let you know that starting in January, the podcasts are going to be moved from this location and are going to be available exclusively at connectpal.com slash Aaron Klein. Now, the podcasts are going to be available for a monthly fee of $4.99. Now, hold on, hold on. Before you react, let me tell you the entire story. For $4.99 a month at connectpal.com slash Aaron Klein, not only will you get exclusive access to the weekend radio podcast, you're also going to get additional benefits. You're going to get exclusive audio updates from me throughout the entire week. Now, a lot of people have been asking me to do something daily. I am finally going to be doing that at connectpal.com slash Aaron Klein. Also, you're going to get access to my exclusive new video blog commentary, which is going to be on the hottest topics of the day. If that's not enough, for $4.99 a month at connectpal.com, you're also going to get my reporter's notebook, which is behind the scenes of my work and investigating. Plus, you will get the news before it breaks. One more time, at connectpal.com, starting in January, $4.99 a month, exclusive access to the podcast, exclusive audio updates throughout the week, my video blog commentary, and my reporter's notebook with behind the scenes and news before it breaks. Now, here's the other aspect to all of this. Not only will you be getting these benefits, but this is now your opportunity to support the radio show and to support my work. As you know, we do the job that the media refuse to do. Uh, there are costs to this. I have a growing research team. We have the costs of the radio show. So this is your way to help us offset some of those costs. So once again, starting in January, and in fact, you can actually go there now and subscribe today. Everything will be moved to connectpal.com slash Aaron Klein. He confronts terrorists live on the air. We are now joined by Dr. Mahmoud al-Zahar, the chief of Hamas in the Gaza Strip. He exposes extremists. So you know that you're a target for assassination, and yet you live under a hospital? Don't you care about civilians? The show that breaks the news and makes the news. The interview that we just did on this program 45 minutes ago is now linked at Drudge and making news around the world. Now, live from Tel Aviv, Israel, transmitting across the globe to New York City via AM 970, The Answer, a reporter who does the job the rest of the media refuse to do. It's Aaron Klein, investigative radio, with journalist and best-selling author Aaron Klein and AM 970, The Answer. Now, you know that I don't do a show that goes into the gutter, so I want to tread on this subject carefully, but it's an incredibly, incredibly important story but it's one that, that actually the news media is covering kind of as gossip with all of these salacious details. But actually, this is not simply a sex scandal. This is not simply gossip. It's actually much bigger with real-world ramifications involving blackmail and worse, involving presidents, prime ministers, including, by the way, possibly sitting or past United States presidents and beyond. Have you seen the headlines today? Matt Drudge just had it up as his top story throughout the day. It says, Royals rocked immunity for Prince Andrew in sex case. But actually, as we're going to show you, this goes way, way, way beyond Prince Andrew. And it's not simply about a sex case. It goes way, way, way beyond that and way beyond Prince Andrew, all the way to the underbelly of the dark, dark, dark underbelly, by the way, that we first can finally get a glimpse into of some of what might be going on and might be some of the driving force 
and motivating factor behind what goes on in the world of politics, or at least in some of it. There are so many aspects to this story, as I'm reading it as an independent investigative journalist, that warrants so many further questions that have huge ramifications. But these are questions as of now that it seems that the news media is so far not really bringing up. Of course, the story is in its infancy, but actually they're focusing too much on the salacious details and not enough on the real-world ramifications in the world of politics. So we're going to do that right here, right now. And of course, this is just the start of today's action-packed edition of Aaron Klein Investigative Radio. A little bit later, first of all, we're going to get into one of the most important stories of the year, a story that the news media is completely ignoring, or at least minimizing. And that is the new Holocaust. There's really no other way to look at it that is being waged by Islamists, in particular the Islamic State, against the minorities, and by the way, also, by the way, against moderate Muslims. But today we're going to focus on the Islamic State and what has been going on, not only with regard to the Christians in the Middle East, but also, huge story, the Yazidis. We're going to actually be hearing from uh, from witness testimony from on the ground, from inside Iraq, with regard to what is going on now with the Yazidis. It is a huge, huge story that we really need to uh, shine the light of day on and understand how actually we, the United States and the West, are doing very little as this Holocaust, really, there's no other way to describe it, is being waged against Christians, and in this case, the Yazidis of Iraq and beyond. So we're going to go there a little bit later. Also, I'm broadcasting, of course, now, as I do every single Sunday, live from Tel Aviv, Israel. We're going to be covering the situation here in Israel first with regard to the elections, first new elections for prime minister, but actually uh, last week we had elections for Bibi Netanyahu's Likud party. He was being challenged by Knesset member from his own party, Danny Danone. We're going to hear today in an interview from Danny Danone, he's going to be joining us, the Likud Knesset member, and also we're going to get into the Palestinians going to the International Criminal Court, also upgraded Iron Dome system, which can uh, shoot hundreds of drones working together to try to shoot down the rockets, and also is there going to be a new rocket war from the Gaza Strip? All that and more plus immigration reform, quote-unquote, reform. There's no uh, fundamental transformation of the United States by flooding the U.S. with millions of illegals is what reform is really all about. But actually, there's a a really big story going on about how illegals are skipping their court dates and have been hiding within the United States and how actually I'm going to show you the U.S. government has known about this for over a decade, so there's no excuse for what is going on right now. And with regard to what is going on right now, actually, we're going to be going shortly to Houston and to the southern border on this radio show today. Anyway, let me first open up the phone lines here. 877-970-2999. That's 877-970-2999. First of all, I guarantee you we're going to be flooded with phone calls about the issue that I'm about to discuss right now. But before that, I have another topic that I want to address today, and that is this. Every single year on my radio show, you know, of course, I did the radio show previously on another station. Now I'm here at am970theanswer.com. The show at the end of the day is not about me. It's not only about the news. It's really mostly all about you, the listener. So I want to actually do, I do this every single year, a yearly survey where I ask you, is there anything on this show that you're hearing 
that uh, that you want to hear more of? Is there anything on the show that you're hearing that you want me to do less of? Uh, do you have any suggestions for future topics for this radio show? In other words, this is a, a listener survey about what you want to hear on the show in the coming year. Your suggestions, uh, your criticism even, uh, unlike a lot of uh, my colleagues, let's say, in talk radio who really cannot stand any iota of criticism, I not only don't mind it, I welcome it. I love criticism from little listeners because I can learn from it. By the way, I should mention that nobody in the radio network here has Ed Salem has asked me to do this. Trust, I'm not in any trouble. Sometimes when you hear a radio show, uh, a radio uh, host asking for uh, something like this, you might think, well, you know, that's not a good thing. In this case, actually, it's a very good thing. I'm doing this on my own free will. Nobody at the radio station even knows that I was going to do this today. So I want you to call up. This is the yearly uh, survey of Aaron Klein investigative radio listeners about what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of, suggestions for the radio show. In other words, help me as we go into the next year to try to better understand what you guys want to hear on this radio show. To fill out this listener survey, of course, all you have to do is dial up right now and I'll put you on the radio, 877-970-2999. Now, okay, without further ado, I want to get immediately into this huge story. I want to, in fact, actually go through some of the news media coverage and tell you what pops out to me immediately. First of all, there's a woman, she's being described as actually one of at least four women who have come forward, who says that they were forced, quote unquote, to have sex with Prince Andrew and with others, including possibly sitting presidents and prime ministers at parties. Now, first of all, one of the huge parts of all of this is that even though they're women now, they allegedly were children from age 15 to age 17 at least while they were being used. That's number one. Now, number two, apparently, is that there are claims that they were being used to, first of all, extract political favors from some very big people, including in the United States, and also possibly blackmail people, possibly even within the United States, including politicians. Which, of course, raises so many political questions that we're going to get into. Now, the the woman, again, she was underage at the time, age 15 through 17. She claims that she was, quote-unquote, forced to have relations with Prince Andrew at parties. She also says that she was told to give the prince whatever he demanded. All of this, the ring was being led by two individuals. One by Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein is a... Uh, a sordid individual, let's just put it at that, who's a convicted sex offender. Uh, we're going to get into, by the way, how and why he went to prison and very interesting about the plea bargain that was made possibly against uh, law. We're going to get into that. Uh, and, and it goes, by the way, all the way here in the United States to Florida. Now, Jeffrey Epstein actually owned an investment firm that required an, an, a minimum investment of $1 billion dollars which means we're talking about uh, clients and uh, clientele that are some very, very big-name clients. And it means that we have potential for corruption, bribery, and even possibly blackmail on the highest levels here within the United States. You know, one of the things that I love about this radio show, I mentioned this a few weeks ago and another really big story broke on the weekend. It's that this is not the last word in talk radio because it's over on Sunday. I actually get the first word in talk radio. This is a story that you have not heard on any other talk show because, actually, it just broke over the weekend. So I get to cover this exclusively in uh, my own way here, and I think, actually, you're going to be hearing a lot of what I'm talking about now 
in the coming days being discussed uh, as well on talk radio, but we get to do it here first. So let's get into the, into the details. Now, to me, actually, this is a really tight balancing act because I do a, a family-friendly radio show, and I want to keep it that way. But I also want to get into the details because they're very important. The woman who's named as Jane Doe 3 in court documents, but she's now come out and said her name is – she's 30-year-old Virginia Roberts. She says that she was first procured at, at age 15 to do, quote-unquote, sexual favors by Ghislaine Maxwell – who, of course, is a socialite, very well known. She's the daughter of the crooked tycoon media baron Robert Maxwell. So uh, Miss Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell, is alleged to have facilitated Prince uh, Andrew's alleged abuse of the girl and that actually she helped Jeffrey Epstein, again, uh, the, uh, the investment banker here who ran the entire ring in his many homes in New York, Florida, Virgin Islands, and beyond, that actually this woman helped to convert this girl at age 15 into what is commonly referred to as a sex slave. At least this is what is being alleged. Alleged. Uh, so uh, first, there, if this is all true, then what this shows is the use of a woman uh, here instead of the man to try to lure this 15-year-old girl at the time, she was apparently working for Donald Trump. Uh, well, not you know directly. I don't think he knew who she was at the time, but working for at one of Trump's country clubs in Florida. So it was allegedly the woman Maxwell, the daughter of Robert Maxwell, who first approached this 15-year-old girl and offered her the chance to work for a wealthy gentleman, quote unquote, who needed a traveling masseuse. But then actually, the whole thing uh, uh, turned into something so much more sordid. They say. Uh, and that actually she was being led out as pretty much a prostitute to some very, very powerful men. And it is to those powerful men that we go right now. Because according not only to reports, but now photograph evidence, some of these powerful men, including Bill Clinton, stayed on numerous occasions in the Caribbean home of Jeffrey Epstein, where allegedly this entire uh, let us say, underage prostitution ring, where he had these girls age 15, 16, 17, who were uh, allegedly servicing these men. Uh, so uh, this happened in New York, in Florida, and in the Caribbean. And there are a lot of people who came through Jeffrey Epstein's Caribbean home where this was going on. So now, uh, Jane Doe, number three, again, her, she has come forward. She's 30-year-old Virginia Roberts. She alleged in court documents that she was being trafficked for sexual purposes to a string of powerful men, including a well-known prime minister. Now, uh, also, she said foreign presidents, U.S. politicians and businessmen were also among those people who uh, she was lent out to so that she said so that Jeffrey Epstein can ingratiate himself to some of these individuals and that actually he could potentially blackmail them in the future. Now, from his 97-page black book of phone numbers and email addresses, it's absolutely clear that Epstein was in very, very close contact with a very big array of, of uh, politicians, including former U.S. President Bill Clinton, ex-Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, actually former Prime Minister of Israel Ehud Barak, Donald Trump as well, members of the Kennedy family, former Prime Minister Tony Blair, 
Alistair Campbell, also of Tony Blair's office, and many, many other people, including also uh, Al Gore is here. Oscar-winning actor Kevin Spacey is here. Uh, Former U.S. Treasury Secretary Larry Summers is here. Uh, All of these people, by the way, have been uh, passengers on Epstein's fleet of private jets. And a lot of them, oh, by the way, New Mexico's ex-governor Bill Richardson, and a lot of them stayed with Epstein in his homes where some of this activity with underage girls allegedly was said to have taken place. By the way, I note, of course, that Larry Summers was of the the Bill Clinton uh, presidency, and actually Larry Summers previously was the president of Harvard University, uh, and actually while he was there, apparently, Jeffrey Epstein, who is the center of all of this, gave $30 million to Harvard University. Apparently, until this day, Harvard has retained the money, despite the fact that he is now a convicted, he, Jeffrey Epstein, is now a convicted sex offender. Now, first, here's a staggering detail for me. Epstein is accused in court papers of loaning out these girls so that he can later blackmail their abusers. Uh, Details buried in the original court documents, it's being reported now, uh, uh, filed against Epstein, who's now 61. Uh, The details reveal that he recorded the sordid orgies that he threw for VIPs in his luxury homes, again, with minors, that he recorded these using cameras hidden in the walls of his guest bedrooms. Now, it says in the court documents, actually, that some of the uh, that police actually found two hidden cameras and photographs of underage girls on the defendant's computer and in the defendant's home. There were also other cameras, allegedly, that were set up in other homes that he held, including in the Caribbean. Now, one of the reasons, of course, that I'm talking about all of this is that we we constantly hear about corruption, which is so rampant in Washington, D.C. I've done so many investigative reports just on this radio show, for example, on just the corruption tied to President Obama's uh, 2009 stimulus bill with many of the authors of the bill who later actually not only wrote the, helped to write the bill, but served on the very boards that received hundreds of millions of dollars of funding. But, you know, okay, that's par for the course in Washington, D.C. But this takes things to a whole new level when we talk about the possibility of people being blackmailed, the possibility of uh, favors. But actually, you don't need to necessarily just outright blackmail somebody by showing them, hey, here, this is the video of you with an underage girl. Uh, Do this and that and the other for me. You can just make the person aware of the fact that even a video exists. And then which favors were done by whom? And for whom? How significant is this? How deep does it go? Are there other people, other politicians right now, and I'm talking about sitting politicians, who had any connection to Epstein and who possibly might be uh, with, uh, uh, still to this day compromised, shall we say, by any of this? Or actually, let's take it a little bit further. What about the possibility, the prospects of separate kinds of blackmail that is currently being carried out, let's say, uh, against let's say, sitting presidents, sitting prime ministers, senators, congressmen. How concerned are you? How concerned should we be about this kind of a thing? And this story really finally brings it all about. Do you think potentially that maybe from some aspect, not you not, not related to this story, but something else? Who knows how many other scandals he has in his background that President Obama right now possibly is being compromised on some level by somebody? It's certainly a legitimate question, seeing as though we have all of these individuals, very high profile, who went through this guy's home, 
and possibly were being blackmailed by somebody who had billions of dollars of interest. I think, by the way, uh, very uh, Saudi interests, Qatari interests, and others at heart. So this is not simply about a sex scandal. It goes way beyond something like that. So first, I want to add another question to all, to the mix today, including your suggestions for this radio show. 877-970-2999. How rampant do you think blackmail is right now in the United States with politicians? And specifically, do you think that maybe some, maybe even the president on some level might be acting on in some way out of not only corruption, but possibly, you know, something much deeper? What do you think has ever been carried out by something like this, by blackmail? Uh, 877-970-2999. Now, I'm asking this, of course, because there's much more to this story, and we're going to get to that next, including Bill Clinton and what we know and what we don't know about all of this. Also, actually, I think that there was corruption and possible blackmail and bribery. I smell a rat here with regard to how this guy, Jeffrey Epstein, was caught red-handed. They carried out truckloads of evidence. It's all there. Slam dunk case. And yet, actually, most of the charges were dropped. And actually, he signed a plea agreement and then even got out of jail early. And a plea agreement, by the way, that uh, didn't even first inform, possibly illegally, his victims of the fact that there was a plea agreement. Was there any corruption? And all of this took place in Florida. He had to have somehow uh, known that one day he would get caught. Was he planning for that? Is there corruption locally in Florida? If so, by whom? I'm asking some very dangerous questions here, and I'm taking your calls next. 877-970-2999. I want you to weigh in on all of this, plus the survey and more. Dennis Prager pushes back against big government. Pima County announcing it's considering seriously not hiring people and firing people who smoke outside work. I don't care how much you hate smoking. If you are now going to allow the government to fire you because of things you do outside of work that are legal, then we really have abandoned the American Revolution. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at 1, right before Michael Medved at 3 on AM 970. The Answer. Located within the South Mountain Recreation Complex in West Orange, New Jersey, McLoon's Boathouse sits on the banks of the Orange Reservoir. Showcasing spectacular views to all of our customers, McLoon's Boathouse features a semi-private dining area that is perfect to host your next party, corporate function, or other special event. Keeping with the tradition of Tim McLoon's other locations, the menu offers American cuisine that appeals to the entire family. For reservations, information about private parties and large party bookings, please contact us at 862-252-7108. That's 862-252-7108 or visit us at www.mcclunesboathouse.com. The first name in dining of the Jersey Shore and beyond. McClune's Restaurant. See for yourself. 862-252-7108 or www.mcclunesboathouse.com. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. 2015 begins with a bang, as all years seem to do. The new year announces 365 days of opportunity, each seemingly a blank sheet ready to be filled in. 8,760 hours loom before us, and they are already ticking away fast. 
This will be a big political year in the United States as a new Republican-led Congress takes shape and as a couple of dozen would-be leaders of the free world crank up their campaigns for president. Brace yourselves for the onslaught. Huge issues loom before the American people at every level. Churches are trying to find footing in a secularizing age. Schools are trying to find their way, and businesses will try to see the future. Families are peering into the new year, too. This will be a year of new birthdays, central holidays, and sober days of sadness as well. Time flies, as we say. Our confidence is not in time, but in the eternal God who rules over time. May the coming year be one of great happiness and fulfillment for you and all you love. Happy New Year from Salem Communications. I'm Albert Moeller. Doctors in Dr. Joy Brown, AM 970, The Answer, 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. Please join me. That's right. She's back. Dr. Joy Brown, weekday mornings from 1 to 4 on AM 970, The Answer. The only radio show in America that broadcasts live from the Middle East. It's Aaron Klein, Investigative Radio on AM 970, The Answer. So the story that I'm talking about, it goes so far beyond the UK. Right now, I know the, the media in the UK is heavily covering this. They're all over the place. The American media is starting to pick this up as they should. I see here that the contact list of Jeffrey Epstein extends all the way past uh, national politics, also to local politics, including to Andrew Cuomo. Now, this doesn't mean that everybody associated with this guy or who's visited his home is uh, therefore involved in this sordid sex scandal. But what it does mean is that they are suspect. Jeffrey Epstein's home was not a normal house. It was being used, as we just heard, pretty much as an underage brothel. So therefore, I want to know which American politicians were compromised, which American congressmen, which American senators were photographed or possibly videotaped by this individual. And of course, it goes so far beyond Epstein, if indeed there are others who have been videotaped. What this could possibly show is that, you know, okay, if, if Epstein has the tapes, the New York, uh, by the way, the, the Florida Police Department obtained a lot of these tapes. And, and uh, by the way, Epstein was doing a lot of business with foreign countries. Are there any foreign countries? Are there any domestic agencies that have obtained these tapes? In other words, which politicians, I want to know, could possibly be compromised by these videotapes? 877-970-2999 is the phone number here. I guess everybody's watching the NFL game because the cold lines, which are usually jam-packed, there are quite a few cold lines open, so therefore this is your opportunity, very rare, to get through to this radio show and not get a busy signal. 877-970-2999. Let's start with Cookie and Queen's. Hi, Cookie. Hi, how are you? Um, listen, uh, I, the first name that comes to mind is John Roberts. You know, what's he involved? And the second one is, as Waleed Shubat had mentioned um, on his website, about the Muslim Brotherhood running um, and being involved with a sex ring. I was just wondering if uh, you think, in your great investigative uh, journalism, uh, if you think that those two parties would be involved with this, too. And can we there have in? been many questions raised, separate from uh, an underage uh, brothel here, about the possibility of John Roberts, but nothing's ever been confirmed about how maybe he's been compromised. Some people, of course, have alleged by the NSA. So, you know, I'm not so sure about Roberts. Also, I have, I really have to do more investigative reporting into that which to which you refer about the Muslim Brotherhood. 
Uh, but but this is a tactic that has been used by others in the past. I mean, it, it's the old honey trap. How does anybody fall for this? How does a politician who has who was introduced to these individuals, to these women, to these girls, knowing knowing that they're underage, how could they be so Rob. stupid or so lustful Rob. to actually fall for the oldest trick in the book? And I, I want to, again, know who has this, aside from, of course, just Jeff Epstein. 877-970-2999. That's 877-970-2999. Taking more of your calls next. Plus, I want to do a survey. What do you want to hear more of on this radio show? What do you want to hear less of on this radio show? All that and more plus more of your phone calls coming up and also we're going to israel live next stay tuned well of course i'm in israel live but we're going to the israeli government live stay tuned news opinion passion this is am 970 the answer 56 degrees and cloudy. What's going on? We have the answer. The funeral of a second NYPD officer murdered in an ambush attack continued earlier today. The wife of Officer Win Jin Liu says her husband was a person to be admired. Win Jin is an incredible husband, son, co-worker, and friend. My best friend. Services for Lou were attended by dignitaries and tens of thousands of officers from around the country. As in the funeral for Lou's partner, large contingents of cops turned their back to New York City Mayor de Blasio while he spoke. Lou and his partner, Rafael Ramos, were shot dead in late December while sitting in their patrol car. A longtime New York lawmaker believes the trust gap between the police and the community can be overcome. We need a very strong police department that continues to keep crime down, and we need good community police relations. Uh, they've started to talk to one another, both sides. That's going to continue, and I don't think the chasm is unbridgeable. On CBS's Face and Asian Senator Chuck Schumer says he has faith there is enough common ground between both sides. The New York Democrat appointed to NYPD Commissioner Bill Bratton's record in the same job in Los Angeles. Schumer, however, dodged questions on whether New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio should apologize to police, saying the David officer's funeral wasn't the right time to comment. And coming up, we do have some details about uh, the funeral for former Governor Mario Cuomo. Cuomo, here's Mitch Levy. The wake for the three-term New York governor will be held at the Frankie Campbell Funeral Home on the Upper East Side from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. and then again from 7 to 10. Services will take place on Tuesday at St. Ignatius Church on Park Avenue. Governor Andrew Cuomo said on Saturday that he already misses his father. And, um... Again, that funeral coming up on Monday and Tuesday of next week. Tomorrow, alternate side parking regulations and meter rules will both be in effect. For tomorrow, partly cloudy and windy high getting up to 37. You now know what's going on on my on Levinson AM 970, The Answer. Hi, everybody. John Gambling here. Now, no matter what the time of the year, drinking water is obviously absolutely critical. It's the essence of life. Drinking bottled water is a good thing. But what about the other places you use water? Brushing your teeth while you cook, while you shower, while you clean your clothes, you would want to have the same kind of safe, clean water that you drink. Well, how about a home water filtration system? They are fantastic, and they're a whole lot more affordable than you might think. That's why I want you to call our friend Madeline out at Long Island Clean Water. Madeline and her staff can install these systems for your entire home, condo, or apartment. So give them a call, 516-694-7873. That's 516-694-7873. 516-694-7873. 
516-694-7873 or go to licleanwater.com. Now, you mentioned my name, John Gambling, and they're going to check out your water absolutely free and go over what kind of systems might be appropriate for your home. Call Madeline at uh, Long Island Clean Water, 516-694-PURE, 516-694-7873. Using news reporting with investigative journalism with talk radio. Now back to Aaron Klein, investigative radio on AM 970, The Answer. Coming up shortly, we're going to get into Obamacare and the mandate coming up. Uh, and also, of course, the Israeli government's going to be joining us shortly. Uh, right now, I'm taking your calls, 877-970-2999. First, I actually, as soon as I saw Bill Clinton's name involved, or at least mentioned, in this Jeffrey Epstein uh, underage sex scandal, I wanted to know exactly what happened between Bill Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein. What is the relationship? Has Bill Clinton in any way been compromised? So let's get at least to what's been publicly reported. Miss Roberts, again, she's uh, Jane Doe number three, but she's come out and said that she's a 30-year-old uh, living right now in California. She has said, actually, that first of all, she only uh, met Bill Clinton once, as far as she is concerned, and that actually she's never personally been, quote-unquote, lent out to him by Jeffrey. But first of all, actually, re- keep in mind that this individual, Jane Doe number three, is simply one of many, many others who are in this underage ring. So she only saw a small sliver of it. But here's what she saw about Bill Clinton. First of all, Clinton apparently did fly. This has been confirmed on multiple occasions on in the same plane to Jeffrey Epstein's private Caribbean island between 2002 and 2005. Uh, this was allegedly while Clinton was trying to develop his philanthropic post, uh, post-presidential career. So uh, first, he flew on Epstein's private uh, plane to the private Caribbean island that functioned as a brothel to underage girls. Uh, Also, next, she says, I want to actually quote her here. She says, I only ever met Bill actually twice here, not once, twice. But Jeffrey had told me that they, Bill and uh, Bill Clinton and Jeffrey, uh, who ran this underage brothel, pretty much, that they were good friends. I asked, she said, how come? In other words, why are you good friends? And he left and said, he, Bill Clinton, owes me some favors. Maybe he was joking, but it constantly surprised me, she said, that people with as much to lose as Bill Clinton and Prince Andrew weren't more careful. Owes me some favors? Bill Clinton owes Jeffrey some favors? What possibly could those favors be? Uh, Again, these are all legitimate questions, and that's what we do on this radio show is ask legitimate questions. Uh, speaking of questions, let's take yours, 877-970-2999. Let's start with uh, with uh, Jimmy in Brooklyn, a longtime caller to this radio show. Uh, in New York, if you could put Jimmy on, because I don't have control of the calls here. Hi, Jimmy. Yes, hello. Hello, I'm here. Welcome to the radio show. You are on the air. Uh, I asked, actually, I'm, I'm wondering first, Jimmy, since you're a longtime listener, do you have any suggestions for what I should cover? More, more of, less of... How are you going to fill out today's listener survey? Well, I think you're doing a great job of what you're doing. What I do think is extremely important, in fact, urgent, is that you and others talk more about the Marxist stuff. Let me give you an example. In basic, basic Marxism, well, basic Christianity, all Christian religions and sects believe in sects believe in Jesus. 
So there's slight variations, but there's certain basics. In basic Marxism, you have to go through stages of development. You have slavery, then feudalism, then capitalism, then socialism, then communism. China, Russia, Cuba, Vietnam, they all skipped the stage of development of capitalism. So they're going back to capitalism now, only to be on the stage to fully develop socialism and then communism. So they're not giving up communism. This is what people don't understand. Basic Marxism, you have to go through the stage of capitalism before you could ever reach communism. So China is not going capitalist. They're just using capitalism to build so they could go onto the stage of communism. And you got people like Kissinger going around telling everybody China's no longer communist, Vietnam's no longer communist, others are saying Cuba's going to drop communism. They don't understand basic Marxism, but the millions and millions of Marxists in America know it. It's, it's one of the things... Okay, so in other words, first of all, you're saying that I should cover more of what the... Not Marxism, but the takeover, really, uh, which actually we did last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, the takeover... Uh, by these socialist, communist, Marxist, Leninist, let's say, so-called progressive organizations. And, and actually, this has been a main theme of my reporting, Jimmy, uh, and their connections, not only connections, but how they, let's say, the Institute for Policy Studies, which exactly. scandalously in the 1980s actually was singled out by the FBI for literally being a Soviet front. They were accused of this, having their headquarters be uh, used by individuals from the Soviet embassy to plan in the Institute for Policy Studies lobby, who would ever think? Fast forward, Jimmy, uh, 20, 30 years, and then all of a sudden, this very organization that was pro-communist, that supported communism, and has not changed their tune, now they're writing reports with the Institute for with the Center for American Progress on how to fund or specifically defund the military on how to scale back the U.S. missile program as well. And these are reports that President Obama and the White House has actually adapted. So, yeah, I agree with you that I couldn't cover this issue. I, I do cover it, of course, a lot, but I couldn't cover it enough uh, if, if I had a three-hour radio show every single day. This is something that absolutely needs to be chipped away. This, of course, being the reporting on the progressive organizations that call themselves that, they simply rebranded. This is what Fabian Socialism does. They are the same that they have been for decades, for over a century, and that is they want the socialist utopia. And that is, you and know, we talk communism, but what, what, yeah, uh, what's their ultimate, there's tax exempt, exactly. What's their ultimate goal? It's not, we hear the big C word, communist. It's big government controlling us cradle to grave. Globally. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go next uh, to David in Brooklyn. Hello, David in Brooklyn. I guess, uh, yeah, if you guys can put him on. David in Brooklyn, hello. Welcome to Aaron Klein Investigative Radio. Okay, apparently we are having some phone trouble. The number here, of course, is 877-970-2999. That's 877-970-2999. Now, uh, speaking of uh, communism and Obamacare and the Institute for Policy Studies, last week on this radio show, I actually uh, asked callers to, to dial up with the top 10 list of the most spiked news stories of 2014, which I, I actually identified as stories and scandals of 2014 that were so poorly covered by the news media that actually, uh, and so skewed by the news media that they make our list of top 10 most spiked news stories of 2014. 
So actually, you should know I posted the list online. It's at cloinonline.com. Uh, and I picked we, we we picked it last week. The top ten list. I, I have it here. I just want to go through some of them. It says here here's the top ten stories that we picked. The most spiked news stories of 2014. Number one, and this is in, in no particular order. Number one, Obama bypassing Congress to change immigration law via interagency memo. Major story. And we're going to get into that a little bit more in the second hour. Number two, the release from prison of tens of thousands, not 20, not 30, not 900 as they first claimed, tens of thousands of criminal illegal aliens, including murderers and rapists. And I showed on this radio show last week, by the way, how already some of those have gone on and committed over 20 murders of Americans. Scandal. Criminal illegals released murdered Americans. Where's the news media? Also, here's another one of our top 10. I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be laying them out throughout today's radio show. Number three, illegal aliens likely bringing diseases into the United States, including the deadly enterovirus. Where is the media? How could they not understand that for decades we never had or very rarely the enterovirus? Now, more people, more children have died, nine so far, of the enterovirus than Americans have died of Ebola and G. Uh, I'm sure it's not coming from the illegal aliens or coming from Central and South America, the very countries where enterovirus is said to be endemic. No, no, that would be way too much to speculate by the news media. There's no way that anybody should actually investigate that stuff. Anyway, let's get back to the call line, 877-970-2999. David in Brooklyn, welcome. I'm I'm a big fan of Brigitte Gabriel, and frankly, I think you should have her on every so often. Yeah, you know, that's a very good point. By the way, I have nothing against her. I love her. Uh, the thing is, actually, when it comes to that, uh, I, I kind of do the same thing because I cover these stories as well. So uh, unless she has something totally exclusive, then I'm, uh, I absolutely more than welcome her to come on this show. Uh, plus, actually, I think it would be good to, to have her on, let's say, and then somebody from the Muslim Brotherhood or one of my terrorist connections or uh, maybe Sheikh Anjum Shadari from the UK and then just let them have it out about Sharia Islamic law. And she is a, a Christian who used to be Muslim but now has uh, converted to Christianity can educate Anjum Shadari on the travesty of Sharia Islamic law in the West and how they're trying to take over uh, Western civilization, by the way, including huge story by demographics in the UK. Anyway, 877-970-2999. From the UK, we're now going to go to Israel, back to where I am broadcasting live right now, Tel Aviv. We're heading toward elections. These elections are incredibly relevant, not only for Israel, but for America, for our national security. We need BB in office, and we're going to his government next. Stay tuned. Michael Medved sees improvement in Washington. Our government is one of the worst parts of our country right now, and it needs desperately to improve. You know what? The bill they just passed, the, the so-called Promnibus bill, it cuts the cost of operating the Congress of the United States 11%, the most it's ever been cut in history. They're going to be firing all kinds of superfluous staff people. And it's a great thing! The Michael Medved Show, afternoons at 3, right before Joe Walsh at 5, on AM 970, The Answer. 
At the Center for Women at Raritan Bay Medical Center, they're dedicated to the special needs of women, a comprehensive approach to breast health, wellness, and disease prevention. With locations in Old Bridge and Perth Amboy, their newly renovated facilities combine the highest quality imaging technology with comfortable spa-like surroundings and a uniquely personalized level of care. They make it easy and convenient for women to receive state-of-the-art testing, including mammography, ultrasound, breast MRI, image-guided biopsy, and bone densitometry, along with various other women's health services, from holistic medicine to lymphedema therapy. When you walk through the Center for Women's Doors at Raritan Bay, you'll work with your very own dedicated nurse navigator who will guide you through each step of the process, whether you're here for a screening mammogram, a series of tests, or treatment for a chronic condition. To make an appointment, please call 732-324-5270. And to learn more, go online to rbmc.org. As one of the biggest names in all of sports, Derek Jeter recently concluded a storybook career. In honor of his final season and retirement, Rawlings, the number one baseball brand for more than 125 years, is featuring the official 2014 Derek Jeter commemorative baseball. The Captain Clutch theme ball, which was used at the final home series of Jeter's career, features a full-grain leather cover, is made to the exact specifications of Major League Baseball, and comes in a protective display case. This authentic Rawlings keepsake is specially marked with Jeter's number two pinstripe jersey and the captain's retirement logo. With this ball, now you too can celebrate Mr. November's illustrious career with the Yankees marked by 14 all-star selections, five Rawlings Gold Glove Awards, 3,465 hits, and five world championships. Commemorate this historic baseball moment by visiting RawlingsGear.com. That's RawlingsGear.com and purchasing your own one-of-a-kind 2014 official Derek Jeter final season baseball from Rawlings for just $34.99. From ABC to the Daily Mail to Politico to Drudge, this is the show that makes the news. Now, more from Aaron Klein Investigative Radio on AM 970. The answer. Broadcasting right now live from Tel Aviv, Israel. Uh, The country is certainly going to be facing new elections. March 17th, in fact, they are slated for new general elections. Here in Israel, it's a parliamentary democracy, which means that each party has a number of votes. And then based on those votes, that's how many seats they have in the Knesset, the parliament. And then whoever has the most seats forms the next government, usually with a coalition government that has to be up to 60 seats in the parliament, in the Knesset. Now, I know that a lot of that is complicated. And actually, to add more to the complication, Israel's Likud party earlier this week, uh, last week on Wednesday, held its own election for who we, who would become the head of the Likud and who is the number two, the number three, and the number four, all on the list. So Benjamin Netanyahu was being challenged by Knesset member Danny Danone from his own Likud party for the party's leadership. Uh, and joining me right now on the line is Knesset member Danny Danone. Uh, I'm going to be taking more of your phone calls momentarily. 877-970-2999. Knesset member Danone of the ruling Likud party. Welcome back to Aaron Klein Investigative Radio. Shalom, Aaron. It's great to be on your show again. Absolutely. So, okay, before we get to the general elections, I want to get to what happened in Israel this week, where you were actually at the center of elections within your own Likud party. You were challenging the Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, for leadership of the Likud party. 
Now, in the elections this past week, we have 96,651 members of the Likud Central Committee, which means Israelis who are members of the Central Committee of the party that would cast their ballots. Actually, 55% of them cast them on Wednesday in the race for the leadership of your party ahead of the general elections. If you would have won, actually, that would have made you the head of the party. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu was victorious. You received 25% of the vote. Uh, but you did put the party on notice that they need to stick to their Likud values. So, first of all, what do you think? What do you make of the elections uh, this week in which you were challenging BB for the party leadership? What do you make of the results? The people in my party, in the Likud party, appreciate uh, that I stick to my principles, and I'm very proud of the democracy of the Likud party. Uh, 25% of the voters came and showed support to my ideology, even though it was obvious that Prime Minister Netanyahu will be the winner in these internal elections, still I received the overwhelming support uh, in the ballot, and I'm very proud of it. At the same time, at the same day, I think it's a president in Israel. I was also elected for the Likud list. It was not easy for me, but I was able to be elected to the eighth place, and I'm very proud of it as well. Well, absolutely, because you you stuck to your principles. But one individual who absolutely did not stick to his principles was the finance minister of Israel, Yair Lapid, of his own party, because he actually ran uh, a uh, a year, two years ago. He ran originally. I saw right through him, but he, he claimed he was a centrist. He's not. He has added himself as a leftist. He's created so many problems within Bibi's coalition because he was a part of it, the governing coalition here in Israel. First... Uh, with regard to the United States and claiming that Bibi has distanced himself from the greatest U.S. ally, then constantly criticizing Bibi over Jewish construction in the eastern sections of, of Jerusalem, uh, and then also making big deals about all sorts of other things, in, including that blaming Bibi, actually, for the failure of the talks with the Palestinians. What was clear is that uh, Yair Lapid has shaked up the coalition so much that were no, there was no choice left. Bibi had to call for new elections. In Israel, which we're going to see March 17th, general elections in Israel for all parties. Uh, Knesset member Danny Danone, what do you envision will come out of this election? Do you think we're going to see a political earthquake in which, let's say, the right wing is incredibly victorious? What do you see happening with the general general elections March 17th here in Israel? I think what we saw in the last few days is frustration of Yair Lapid. Because he sees that today we go for elections, we have well, you have two major blocks: the national camp, which is being led by the Likud party and Prime Minister Netanyahu, and the the left, which is being led by Tzipi uh, Levy and Bougie Herzog. And people ask themselves, where well, is Lapid? He is not in the game. I think that's why you see him panicking, attacking everybody all the time. <laughs> uh, but it, you will not help him. The public understands today that they have to make a choice between the national camp or the left. That's why I urge the public to vote for the for the large parties. We don't want to go for elections every two years. I think it, it's a waste of time, waste of money, and for the stability of Israel, we need to have a stronger government. Yes, which is why it's so important that we're heading toward elections here in Israel March 17th. Uh, we're speaking with the Knesset member from the Likud party, Danny Danone. Now, uh, Danny, I, I don't know if you saw, but I had a major article in the, a column of mine two weeks ago 
in the Jerusalem Post. It was it made national news, made news here in Israel, where I'm broadcasting right now from Tel Aviv, where you're in Israel. It was linked on the Drudge Report and other places, where the article was entitled, the column was entitled, Is Obama Secretly Working to Replace Benjamin Netanyahu? I pointed out how there was some very strange, almost coordination between condemnation by the United States against Bibi and then the leftists here in Israel, Yair Lapid, Sipi Livni, who you mentioned, all using the United States condemnation to claim that Bibi has brought about this huge crisis in relations with the United States and then try to shake up the coalition. And then we had some very other very interesting things, like uh, the United States trying to start almost a war politically with Israel. First, over Jewish construction in Jerusalem, saying that the construction shows Bibi's not a partner for peace, saying that it will distance, warning actually, it will distance Israel from the United States. These these terrible remarks, curse words even, descri- to describe Bibi Netanyahu in the media. And then we had almost an unprecedented move, which really was like a boycott of Bibi's government, where the defense minister, Ya'alon, Moshe Ya'alon, reportedly was even denied a meeting with Vice President Joe Biden, with Rice and others. So uh, let me ask you, Knesset Member Danone, do you think that the Obama administration is interfering in internal politics, trying to uh, unseat Bibi, with the, uh, trying to interfere in the elections? Uh, I think and I know that we have a very strong uh, relationship with the United States. Uh, I was in the Pentagon in the last summer as a Deputy Minister of Defense, and I, uh, I was exposed to the level of uh, support and confidence that we have between uh, the strong uh, nations. Uh, but there are a few people in the administration who sometimes uh, want to get involved. And I can tell you one thing. Whenever somebody is trying to get involved in our politics, they're actually achieving the opposite uh, direction. For example, when uh, President Clinton was trying to get involved in the election in Israel, he was supporting the Likud uh, parties. Uh, the same for today. The more pressure we see that comes from the U.S., it makes my party, the Likud party, stronger because the people understand that uh, the Prime Minister and the Likud Party are standing on the issues. Now, lastly, I want to turn to the Palestinians. They're led in Gaza by a terrorist organization, Hamas. They're, they're led in the West Bank by, well, barely, by Mahmoud Abbas, whose own media incites violence against Jews. You have one side, it couldn't be more morally clear than this. One side that uses humans as shields, that uses hospitals to store rockets, and then uh, fires rockets into Jewish cities, into the Jewish capitals, uh, into Jerusalem, into Tel Aviv, and others. And then you have Israel, the Israeli Defense Forces, that goes to such great lengths, I think actually beyond anything they should, I mean like announcing beforehand that they're going to carry out operations, uh, just to try to save Palestinian civilians because Israel knows Hamas uses them as human shields. And yet, now we have Mahmoud Abbas, the Palestinian Authority, applying to the International Criminal Court. I know, you know, there's only one reason the Palestinians want to go to the International Court, a criminal court, the ICC, and that is war crimes, quote-unquote charges of war crimes against Israel. So, and it's all over the news. What do you think, what is your advice to Bibi on how to respond to this atrocity? of the Palestinian Authority applying to the International Criminal Court pretty much to charge Israel in the future with war crimes. How should Israel react? I think the Palestinians are saying very clearly that they don't want to negotiate with us. 
We're actually taking unilateral actions, and they need to expect that we will not sit idly by. We will react. That's what we did in the last few days when we stopped the funding for the PA. I expect my colleagues in, in the Congress to stop the U.S. funding as well. They cannot go to unilaterally to international organizations against Israel and to expect that we will sit and I watch them breaching all the agreements that they signed with us. They have to choose either they negotiate mm-hmm. with us or they fight us in the international arena. Knesset member Danny Danon, thanks so much for being here on Aaron Klein Investigative Radio. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Absolutely. I see that it looks like the NFL game is officially over, uh, so probably we're going to get many more phone calls, 877-970-2999. As we go now to the second hour of Aaron Klein Investigative Radio, we're actually going to go next to the southern border. We're also going to go to Obamacare, and I'm going to show you some of the lies and scandals. All that, add more, and many more of your phone calls. Stay tuned.